Hello, and welcome back to the GamesIndustry.biz podcast for this special extra episode of Playable Futures. Most of you listening will surely know the mighty Dr. Joe Twist, former CEO of UK Games Industry Trade Body UK and champion of so much progress for the medium and the industry. Joe's been amazing for all of us. She recently stepped down from her role, moving over to the music industry to serve as CEO of the British phonographic industry. With Joe's departure, we felt it was a perfect time at the Develop Conference in Brighton to sit down and talk to her about how games have changed over her career. And in keeping with the Playable Futures theme, where those changes are going, what the future holds for games. If you haven't listened to a Playable Futures podcast yet, it's a project that gathers insights from industry veterans and leaders, creative visionaries, anyone shaking up what games can be. And all the conversations have been kind of peering into the future of gaming, just as the conversation you're about to hear with Joe will do. We've got loads of previous episodes, all generously hosted here on the GI podcast feed. So you can go back to those for insights from PlayStation, United Nations, Playtonic, Sega's Amplitude Studios, Roll7, Gearbox, Playco, all sorts. Um, Oh, and I'm Will Freeman. I'm the host of the Playable Futures podcasts. And I'm also a games journalist, author, writer and more. You might have seen me loitering around the industry. Before we dive into this really amazing, fun, insightful chat with Joe, quick thanks to project partners Steve, Ray Agency and Yuki for working with us to make the Playable Futures podcast possible. That's all you need to know for now. Let's dive in. Hi, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, Yeah, first of all, in case somehow someone listening who knows about the games industry doesn't know who you are. Um, yeah, who the hell are you? Yeah, it'd be lovely to hear about, before we get into Yuki, perhaps, just like you and games, you falling for games mm. or realising you love the medium. Like, when did that happen? And maybe when did that tip over into thinking you wanted to do more than just consume them? Yeah, well, um, I am Joe. I am outgoing CEO, or I'm not, no longer. It's very confusing. I still can't really word this properly, but I was the CEO of Yuki, which is a trade body representing the games industry in the UK. And we really were the sort of voice of the industry, representing the industry's interest to government, to um, other industries, to other kinds of uh, stakeholders, media and so on. And I previously was at Channel 4 commissioning um, uh, education content. And it was really there. I mean, I've always been very obsessed with the power of play. Uh You know, it's a fundamental human uh, uh, part of being human. Mm -hmm. It's how animals, it's how we learn boundaries and, 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 and learn how to be. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, and st- I've always loved stories. I used to write a lot of stories as a kid. And so really games has always been around and part of my life. Um, and, you know, so has the idea of fandom and community. And, mm-hmm. and that's also what I really love about this industry. So that sort of led me 11 and a half years ago to, um, to this role, which I have now done yeah <laughs> and i'm leaving <laughs> so why on earth are we talking to you no it's really what i wanted to it's really i love the idea that you say play like does that mean more than games yeah. to you? i guess it's like we've all been understandably so trying to kind of evangelize and assert oh this is an important powerful medium it can get a bit serious yeah. but like yeah i just love to hear like you mentioned play then do you yeah that's defining of games and you're absolutely you have a love of play beyond games absolutely like everything to me is a game even when I'm commuting, I need to be, especially at the airport, 
you know, I, I'm in a racing game or I have to get to the top of that escalator before that person. You know, everything to me is, is play and playful because it helps you get through life. It helps you understand things. It helps you stay motivated. And, and I've always found it really weird as well that, that, that you know, in schools, we, we don't value play as part of learning. It kind of becomes the thing that you do outside the classroom. Yeah, I've the never thought of that. Playtime, right? Have yeah. a break. Have a break from, from education by playing. <laughs> it doesn't when, make sense. Yeah, I hope similarly. I love play, and it's how I absorb yeah. the world a bit. And, right? and I also, I mean, I I anthropomorphize everything, so everything has a face, or I find faces and everything. I, you know, objects, all sorts of things. So again, you know, that playfulness in the, the environment around you, I really love. I love playing with, um, you know just my clothing that I wear, quirky things, you know. So so for me, it's all about make-believe. It's all about the imagination. And it's always, always about the power of play. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely adore that. And that is the best thing about the medium, right? And it's a play. I know we'll, we'll talk about some of them, hopefully. There's some serious things in the industry, but it's a playful place. Yeah. to. Have you found it a playful place to uh, be? Amazingly playful. I have felt so at home in this industry. I was at BBC before that. I... I did three degrees. I was an academic as well, where I studied the internet. I studied right, yeah. online community and identity and playfulness right, on the yeah. internet. Um, and you know, this is by far the, the the most at home I have ever felt. So I don't even know why I'm leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving. But it is full of the most incredible people who are so creative and they want to push forward with technology. They want to do playful things. They want to give people joy which is what an amazing job yeah yeah i mean that's really lovely isn't it the one thing that unites all the people having this conversation at the develop conference we all work in play and like yeah playing yeah so and let's talk about that right i'd love to like you know the positive ways the games industry and its culture have evolved in your time and maybe you know playable futures about the future how you those positives we're talking about now how you hope to see them evolve or even kind of have I don't know, impact or, you know, because I guess play is fun, but it's kind of, I don't want to say serious. Yeah, just, sorry, I'm really It is serious. Here. Yeah, it is serious. But like how you see the positives of what the games industry has become, how you see them progressing or how, hope to see them progress. I would love to see the industry continue on its journey, which is it's, it's been doing for, you know, the last 15 years really already. And that is, you know, to really demonstrate to the rest of the world um, how important play is, yeah. how important this kind of entertainment medium is, how important um, the skill sets that we are developing and that we need in our companies, um, how important they are to the future. You know, we're, we're talking about the skill sets that are going to be driving the future economy that already drive this economy. And when we're looking at um, a sort of more algorithmic world that we're moving into, you need a new kind of literacy. And that mm -hmm. is exactly what game, games yeah. people have. And develop, you know, when you're talking about programming or design or systems thinking, those are the skill sets that you need in order to navigate the, the, the future. Daily life, yeah. any kind of career, exactly. right? Like those kind of skills are kind of become part of any business yeah. or profession. And it or... doesn't mean you have to program. It no. just means yeah. you have to understand computational thinking and the basic principles. And at Yuki, one of the things we're really most proud of was is Digital Schoolhouse, mm -hmm. which is a program that initially started with funding, pilot funding from the Mayor of London, Boris at the time. And it 
became, it's become this incredibly important program that teaches at a primary school level, um, but it actually teaches the teachers to teach compute, mm -hmm. computational thinking in a really playful, creative way. And that's the thing that's missing from a whole kind of push that you see at the moment on STEM. Right. You know, STEM is all very well and good, but mm -hmm. yes. you need emotional intelligence. You need that playfulness. You need that understanding of psychology, of humanity, of art in order to complete that, that skill set. Yeah, right. And play do. is how we learn as kids and yep. as adults. You look at toys and they're kind of role play devices yeah. for different experiences and careers and yeah. roles in life, right? I, so. I, I, was, I was obsessed with my dolls. I've still got all my, my Barbie dolls and Cindy's. Because I grew up in Hong Kong, right, and Hong Kong was quite influenced in the seventies and eighties by quite a lot of Japanese culture, obviously mm -hmm. as well, and and you know that kind of um, I, I guess that's also where I got that sense of play. But you know, I had my game watch devices, yeah. like consoles. I had my my Pong was my first game, but that that kind of as a kid, I loved um, my Barbie dolls and the stories that I would would make up were just you know. I would be immersed in them for hours and hours and hours. Looking forward to the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I turned up here age 43 on a skateboard with a label <laughs> in my pocket, so I feel you. But it's a way to keep alive. I yeah. don't know, like, yeah. keep going. Yeah. So, and just to, like, again, with the few, we've talked about kind of, kind of Yuki's impact and that amazing potential, particularly within that game's kind of being a conduit for this new kind of literacy. Do you feel optimistic about that? how that will play out. I think it's going to be a major focus, or it has to be a major focus for Yuki going forwards, because I think, you know, the world is slightly panicking about AI. Yep. It doesn't really understand what it's doing. Um, we went through this cycle with the internet where we forgot to educate people on how to protect themselves, how to keep safe, right, yeah. you know, understanding, navigating that new space. And instead, we scared people off and we didn't really put mm. in the, the, the kind of safety things that you need. Yeah. With artificial intelligence, people are, are kind of, they don't understand it. And, and, and I've always said you cannot have artificial intelligence without emotional intelligence, right? Mm. Yeah. So I think it gives us a real opportunity to really ram home that messaging about STEAM, which is um, science, technology, engineering, arts and maths mm -hmm. um, as a future uh, kind of skill set that we need. But also that understanding, like creativity must lead, human-led yeah. creativity must lead. Yeah, and we must work in partnership with technologies, as the games industry demonstrates, has demonstrated for the last forty-five years. Yeah, yeah, to create these incredible things. Right. Yeah. There's that really fascinating concept of kind of we're almost the parent of AI and yeah. have to kind of set the example yeah. and nurture it to be. Well, it requires the training data. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like anything. To move on to kind of actually games, the medium themselves, like just something I love about games is this increasing breadth. There's this, you know, I guess you're about to move to music, right? Mm. Music has opera and punk and techno, all mm. musics with effectively different labels, different publications, different artists, kind of different industries, not different industries, mm. but, and we're getting there with games. It's yeah. like, we've got everything from the, whatever the pounding techno of games is to the opera of games. Like I adore that breadth. I just wondered how you feel about how the mediums blossomed, whether we're talking about breadth or something else, how the mediums blossomed in your time at UK and in the industry and how you hope to see that continue. Well, I think I joined at a really good time because it was just as the mobile app stores were developing, that ecosystem was growing up. And, and I think that changed the, the whole game, so to speak, for everyone, because 
it, and, and we saw more tools like Unity and Unreal Engine become available for people to use for free. And that kind of combination at the right time really, I think, helps the industry, especially in the UK, grow. And we saw this, we've seen this huge golden age of indies. Mm. And actually at Yuki, we stopped using those terms like indies and publisher and developer. Yeah. We just started saying, you know, big company, small company, mm-hmm. medium company. Because those kind of definitions have become a little bit weird and meaningless. Yeah, I think a supplier doesn't actually think Players about that, there. right? Yeah. You know, it's like small game. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like for me, I've always been obsessed as well with, with, with people's time geography. Right. So like if I want to, and, 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 and also it, like art, art as emotion. So things like the questions of what's your favorite game? I find it impossible to answer. Yeah. Same with music, because it depends what mood I'm in, yeah. what time I have, and what mood I want to be in. Yeah. Yeah, so right. Yeah. I might want to pay, play a two-hour um, single-player game mm-hmm. on my phone because I've got a two-hour journey. I might want to dive into um, Zelda, mm-hmm. you know, with my niece yeah. on the big screen. I might want to do something, you know. So I think what we've got now is so much more choice and seeing these kind of genres define themselves. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that. You know, I love the, the, the breadth of games that we're seeing coming out. Because ultimately, you know, games are the most powerful communications medium of the 21st century. Yeah. And how we tell stories is, 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 is only exploding. And I guess at the same time, they are still what the fuck interacting with light and sound. Like yeah. that, there's such a simple thing in a way, or such a narrow definition <laughs> yeah. that has like almost infinite yeah. breadth for what. Okay, do you how do you feel about that evolution or kind of expansion of the medium in the future? Do you feel mm. positive about that? I really do because I mean, like even the other day, I was I've become completely obsessed with Twitch um, during lockdown, and I still am. And I've, I, I also um, discovered uh, uh, a streamer through TikTok that I now follow on Twitch. And he um, it just absolutely has me in hysterics all the time. And I was watching him in GTA. And, you know, what's interesting about GTA, I haven't dived into GTA for a very long time. Right, yeah. And people have jobs in GTA, right? right? And people role play properly. Right. And they're also streaming. So th- th- this one interaction... He, Mr. Gibbon, was with, um, you know, a couple of characters who were just genius role players and actors. Right. And they were also streaming and I had their streams open as well. And I was like, this is some real, this is so much better yeah. than any drama. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you know, is that was, drama, theatre, Yeah, it's theatre, it's interaction comedy. though. It's, yeah, it's, and, 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 and you've got this live audience, you yeah. know, just sitting there interacting as well. And I knew that I could actually log into GTA and probably go find them. Right, yeah, (laughs) and perhaps appear, yeah. So for me, it's like the endless possibilities of how we are redefining what entertainment means. Yeah, right. And it's you make me think games are almost spilling out of their own medium and spilling into other mediums and spaces, right? That's why I love Twitch and Discord because, you know, it it, it very much reminds me of the old days of the internet Mm. and Twitch and, and Discord. But... You know, it is those those characters, those worlds. And for me, I sort of visualize it almost as like this, what tunnel shall I go down today? Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I know that they're still there. Like, I know they're streaming now. And I'm like, that is so cool. Just being able to tune in and just be able to jump in um, instead of just having BBC News on 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, amazing. And the, I guess the other thing, we've talked about kind of that new form of literacy kind of impacting, I guess, people that are currently young. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, the pretend, and, you know, people, well, again, play. That's enough of an impact, right, to yeah. give people play and yeah. entertainment. But other impacts, you know, I guess the games industry, we do go through this thing with kind of after being looked down upon as kind mm. of junk culture for a long time. Mm. I often think, is that part of why the industry is lovely? We've all pulled together to evangelise. For sure, there's something there. And do we, I know it's not, not to suggest it's perfect and that's all that's going on in the industry, but the, yeah, that evangelise, yeah, sometimes we can just really start, oh, environmental impact and political. I love yeah. those things, yeah. but do you feel, you know, we're perhaps a bit overexcited about those things at times through enthusiasm. Do you feel optimistic about games increasingly, you know, having real impacts in these I think we need to things like the future of our planet. We absolutely need to. You know, we are the most powerful communications medium. So we can reach players, people. We can, we can, we can help them explore stories. And you know, ultimately, games are also giant simulations. Yeah. Right. So you can you can simulate environmental impact. You can simulate what happens if these decisions are made. You know, you look at all sorts of examples of how games are being used professionally in that way. But it's like. That is our responsibility. We have this powerful, giant billions of simulation engines that we're creating. And why not have a positive impact with that on the planet? Because otherwise we won't have a planet to play on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we'll be, you know, unfortunately we can't upload ourselves all to, to our worlds that we, we play in. Yeah. So I think it's our responsibility. And I think at Yuki, we always, I always wanted us to have an answer for everything. And um, some people find that quite irritating. <laughs> but it's like, okay, what are you doing about mental health? What are you doing about yeah. the planet? What are you doing? And we would have discussions about like, where is games's limit in terms of, or, or boundaries in terms of responsibility? And we would often have that argument or discussion with government, mm. you know, because government would want us to go further. And it's like, well, no, that's not our responsibility. Um, we have to empower people to take responsibility themselves when it comes to things like screen time or use the technology um, and the parental controls and so on. But I think in terms of how we um, help educate people or how we do things ourselves as companies, that is for sure something that the games industry is really, really getting so good at. You could see that um, at the awards that developed Star Awards last night. You know, there was a, a chap who came out uh, <clears throat> um, to say hello. And he hadn't been to the awards for 11 years. And he, he said, I'm astonished at how different this industry looks, how it speaks, the, the, the positive impacts it's having, yeah. you know, the focus on a green award. Like it's just changed so significantly. And that is so brilliant to see. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fascinating. And I guess, the, you know, another thing is what well, that makes me think of, obviously, like any industry, we've got challenges, you know. I, I, God, I found such an accepting, wonderful home in the games industry and I feel so bloody privileged I've found that as my day-to-day -day existence, that place. So I, you know, I'm speaking from a position of privilege, of course, in that, but it's not a perfect industry either. Mm. What you were talking about there, it's lovely to hear about that change and I think sometimes, perhaps with efforts like Digital Schoolhouse, there's a lag between effort and you've got to wait for this new generation to grow up and be, yeah. right? Do you... We could, you know, we could fill a whole podcast series with talking about the challenges and here I am trying to fumble, squeezing into one question. But, um, yeah, do you, 
do you feel optimistic that we are meeting and facing and dealing with, like, you know, from, I don't know, working culture, toxicity, many, many things like that. Like, obviously, it's not a perfect industry, mm. but are we going in the right direction? We're definitely going in the right direction. The industry's made so much progress so far, but there's always, you know, progress is not linear. It's not mm. always forward. You have to really protect people's rights. You really have to keep on top of progress and make sure that you're still... You yeah. know, you're not just going, well, that's job done. Right, you know. yeah, I guess maintaining it like a live game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a live live ops uh, situation. And and ultimately, humans are going to human, mm. right? Humans yeah. are flawed. Yeah. And we can't fix that. But what we can do is put in measures and make sure that we're on top of uh, what we can do as companies and as humans to protect people, to include people, to make sure that we're we're doing the best we can. You know, we, I, I want to be working in an industry where people, people can point at it and go, that's where I want to work because they're kind, they care, they've got power, they're doing incredible things. Right. You know, I want everyone to be jealous of this industry. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, a lovely way of putting it. And I guess what we've got to win is jealousy. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, jealousy envious, envious, yeah, envious, envious, envious. Envious. Uh, there's something about the way we use jealousy is all wrong and it actually means something different. Yeah. I can't remember. Your, anyway, I'm getting very distracted there. Um, so do you, yeah, I guess if we can inherit anything from you, us as an industry, it's just continuing to main, we've, the effort's got to continue, right? You, I don't know. I kind of feel the industry are capable of that. Definitely. You, yeah. Well, because of, in our very nature, what we do when we're making games is always doing something new. Yeah. You're, you are always innovating. You are always kind of, you know, you look at the, the graphics qualities, what we're doing with artificial intelligence, procedural generation, yeah. you know, the all this stuff. So by its very nature, it's in our blood to be moving, right? And mm-hmm. to be innovating. We don't stand still. This job um, uh, at Yuki was really characterized by that. You know, things would change every six months, yeah. which is part of the reason why I stayed for so long because right. it was so interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like, what we'll just now? Stay six months more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's the beauty of it. So it's inbred within us to, 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 to be like that anyway. So, but it just, I think you just need advocates and people. And you, the industry has so many wonderful advocates now, but advocates and people to keep reminding ourselves mm. and keep, keep checking in with ourselves and going yeah. like, are we being accountable? How are we doing? What impact are we making? As well as giving people jobs and, and, and making money and, and making art. And we were talking about kind of breadth of the medium and I, something else that's wonderful is kind of breadth of types of company. And I guess really here I'm talking about game studios, studio studios. But, you know, seeing that thing, more studios, I don't know, we've got great movements like shift to the four day week, but even studios talking about like growing gentler or growing slower rather than just growing bigger. Yeah. And da, 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 da. Like, again, based on your experience of your time in the industry and looking forward, yeah, well, I, I'd just be interested to see how optimistic you feel about, like, kind of the the variety of types of company and ways mm. of making games is going. Like, do you, do you see that thing of, like, are you encouraged by kind of how you see that side of things emerging? Yeah, for sure. And, and, and at Yuki, that was sort of one of the things that I think we really put a focus on data, understanding just very basic stuff like who is in the industry, what kind of companies, mm-hmm. where, where are the companies across the UK, how it, you know, all that kind of data is really important. And then sort of un- trying to sort of go deeper with that to try and help those different companies with the different needs. You know, that is a job of a trade body 
not just to be the advocate mm-hmm. and the voice of, but also to practically help businesses survive and thrive. And, you know, I was really fortunate to, to, to meet Mediatonic actually when I was at Channel 4. But then they, uh, when I started at Yuki, their offices were next door to us and yeah. they were one of our first developer members, wow. like small studio. I can't remember how many they were at the time. I've forgotten Yuki hasn't been around for it. Like, I've been yeah. in games longer than you. Yeah, there was yeah, that well, time. Yeah, Yuki, yeah, I joined, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I joined when, when uh, Yuki had, had been rebranded from, from Elspur. Yeah. And so, and part of the mission was to get developer members on board. Yeah. So, and you look at um, their journey uh, as a company and where they've now ended up. I mean, it's astonishing. And it's the same with companies like Roll7, who again, I knew when I was at Channel 4. Yeah, and they were, a, edu- they were in the education yeah, space. Yeah, they were, exactly, they were pitching. Sound. Yeah, they were pitching to me as education commissioner at Channel 4. You know, so, so, you know, and you see, so you see the evolution that, and the journey that they've been on. And I really feel very, very fortunate that I feel like at Yuki in my 11 years, I've been on that journey with them. Yeah. And we've, we, we've, we've, done what we can to to try and support them. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing from the privilege of being on the inside, but it does feel like everyone's been on a journey together, <laughs> yeah. right? It's been, yeah. you know, I just wish everyone in the country got a bit of a taste of that because yeah. it's lovely no, with the whole country can't make games, right? Other well, yeah, need we to can. Be done. Yeah, they can. I guess, yeah, yeah they can. outside of their work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, kind of only got a couple left, but, um, you know, games and games, and more of games have continued to kind of make inroads into popular culture. A third of the planet play games. I don't need to mm, tell you these mm. figures, but, you know, games. I just thought, kind of going all the way back to things like the Egypt process, when Game Over became the slogan of it. Game, mm-hmm. It's not just people playing games. Games have permeated yeah. every aspect of the mainstream. It's almost, I don't know where else they can go, but is there is there more capacity for doing for being even more present in the mainstream? Yeah, completely. And and you're already seeing that now with government's interest. I think the media is finally uh, realising that games are um, huge, they're everywhere. You know, and, and I think what you're seeing as well is, is Generation Alpha, Gen Z, mm-hmm. their expectation of content, their expectation of experiences, their expectation of agency has been created because they are games native. Right. You know, and so and, you mean their expectation of those things in their real yeah, life? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and and in, in the same way that the way in which we talk about, um, you know, gender identity or identity or mental health, you know, we're much more open to talking about those, those, those topics now. So young people are going to just be used to being able to talk about this and to be able to or want to play with this or want to have agency and not just sit down and watch a, a three hour film, you know? So I think that's going to change the way in which they look at workplace in which they look at design and urban environment, the way in which they look at perhaps public services if they, if they, if they go into that field, you know, yeah, 20 yeah. years later. So I'm, I'm really interested in how that's going to evolve. I also, you know, I'm, I've always been a, a massive fan of VR. Mm-hmm. And I'm still kind of very, very positive about virtual reality. Um, I've always been very, very uh, uh, like drawn to open worlds and social virtual worlds. So whether you want to call that the metaverse or not, I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's those places and spaces where people are together and having different experiences. Yeah. And that's going to be huge. We definitely don't worry. I'm not going to suddenly go, is the metaverse going to be a thing? <laughs> you mentioned early internet. I remember like, str- there weren't quite, I had to really fight in my 
sociology course to like study months, multi-use domains, and yeah. Sherry Turkle. I did as well, I yeah. To, I managed yeah, to get yeah, hold yeah. of her. So I met her. Oh, wicked. Yeah, she gave me loads of stuff for yeah, my Because I debunked her, her in oh, my dissertation. I, I, I debunked because she was all about like-mindedness. Right, yeah. I was like, yeah. no, that is actually the death of community. Like-mindedness is the death of community. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it, like, you know, those kind of spaces have been around as long as, well, not quite, I don't know, yeah, were, yeah. you know, 50s tic-tac-toe games or whatever. But um, yeah, just, sorry, I've just got completely distracted thinking about multi-use domains. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah, Sherry Turk, mirror theory, was that yeah, us setting up yeah, computers to yeah. reflect us? Anyway, um, I guess we'll call it our final question is what learnings from your time with the industry do you hope to pass on to the kind of future of the music industry? What in, what do you want to inherit and take over? Um, I imagine playfulness will be one of them. But I think playfulness, I think kindness. Um, yeah. I'm hoping the music industry is kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, unity. Mm-hmm. You know, there is lots of space for people to be in this place. You know, they're, they're, the, the games industry is not in competition with each other because we know that we always have players who want more of what we do. Mm-hmm. And we still haven't reached the whole world. There's still a whole world to reach. And that's the same with other creative arts and, and, and creative industries, you know? So I think um, that kind of responsibility, kindness, a real eye on diversity and inclusion, what that really means in a two-dimensional way, not just in a one-dimensional way. Um, and I know that the music industry is trying to look at its footprint, its green and, and uh, uh, climate impact. So there's all sorts of things that I have got in my belt that I can share, but I'm going to learn a whole bunch of new things as well um, from the music industry. And that's going to be very, very, very interesting, I think, um, and challenging, possibly. (laughs) Amazing. And I said that was the last question, but squeeze one more in. Like, any final thing that makes you excited about the future of the games medium or industry? Like, anything you're really looking forward to dawning? Let's like throw that one out there at the end. Dawning, I don't know about that, but I, I am excited about what, what, what we're going to be doing with, um, with artificial intelligence, with, um, you know, environments that are responding to me and my actions. Um, I am looking forward to, to more sophisticated types of worlds that are open worlds, you know, where you have different kinds of experiences. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm, 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 I'm moving to the music industry. Yeah. You know, you don't just play games in games. You yeah. hang out, you chat, you do things, you want experiences, you want live performances. So for me, I want to be at that world, at that point where these worlds really collide mm-hmm. and really are about the future of entertainment. Because that to me is the most exciting part of the future. Amazing. And now when you get to play games, it's not a work thing. I know. I just play them. <laughs> I got a Steam Deck as my leaving present. Oh, place. nice. And you'll be able to, yeah. Brilliant. Well, honestly, yeah, well, that, I feel that's a really perfect point to wrap. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, listeners, for enduring with any building work. Of course, that <laughs> happened. And some goals to prove we're definitely in Brighton. Yeah, thank you for joining us on the podcast, Joe. Thank you for the Thank most all-banging contribution to the games industry for the last 15 years. I don't think I should get the final say on thanking you for like <laughs> speaking for the whole industry. But yeah, you've been amazing for us. Thank you. So thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for listening. Goodbye. Thanks so much for joining us for that episode. What a conversation. Thank you, Joe, for your time. Um, and more so, obviously, we just all need to thank Joe infinitely for her tremendous contribution to Games Ford Journey. We'll miss you, Joe. Our next episode, due a couple of weeks from now, is the last of this series of the Playable Futures podcast. 
the GI podcast will continue as usual, of course. In that final episode, we'll be talking about one of the big ones, I'm sure you've heard of it, artificial intelligence. So we're going to look at kind of what that means for the future of gaming. Other than that, just to say thank you so much for listening. Um, Thanks to GI, Yuki and the Diva team for making this happen. And see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.